0: Hey there, traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Where we give you the tools tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter and here's your host photo one of the top 100 people in finance by redwood media group founder and head trader of 10 christopher yule today's podcast is produced in partnership with my friends at trendspider i use trendspider on a daily basis and honestly i could not imagine trading without it ever again their platform has charts automatic technical analysis backtesting right there on the screen and alerts that are sent straight to my phone, all of which I use every single day. Now you can get two weeks to try Trendspider for yourself for free and get discounts of at least 15% off when you sign up for their service. Listen, they are so confident that this will change the way you trade, they'll even give you a one-on-one demo with the platform and answer any questions you may have about how to incorporate their platform into your trading, and that's exactly what I've done. So head on over to TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com to get your discount code. And I'll even throw in some extra bonuses worth over a $100 to incentivize you to take their free trial of TrendSpider today. Now listen, the only place to get your discounts and the free bonuses is at TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com. One more time, that's TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining in today. Uh, It is the Easter edition, and uh, we want to welcome our special guest, Ben Bennett, who is the founder of PatternProfits.net, and uh, we're going to be going over a few different things today. Obviously, segment three and segment four haven't changed much, but segment one and two, we're going to focus on trades. Not only the best, but the worst in the last uh, month and a half of this crazy volatility. So, um, without further ado, I'm gonna welcome guest, uh, welcome guest, welcome Ben as a guest on our show and have him kick off segment one. The best trade in this volatility—I'm sure you've had a lot, but what is the best trade in this volatility you've had,
2: Ben? Hey, Jake, um, it's got to be shop. Um, had a let me this up over here and we had quite the decline and um can you see this good i can't uh no not yet no
1: no it it will be coming up here in a second one sec um let's see try to do try to do present on. on the bottom yeah there we go hey we got it beautiful and if you want to uh maximize it um so we can see it fully
2: okay Okay. this this basically was was the backdrop of of the trade you know zooming out to the weekly um i had anchored vwap i was watching from back here um december uh, from 2018 uh we found support here. And then again, started to find support um, with the, with the recent low. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, let me switch over to the daily here. I was kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit in this area, um, but I love the way it held that, that anchored VWAP Um, volume started to come in. Some of the other things I look for at that time, um, you know, put call ratios were extremely bearish. Uh, you know sentiment was really extreme. So I, I saw this hold here and on right here on this candle on the on the 19th. Um, I went ahead and took a position. i came in at at three twenty six. yeah and and you know my 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 target, you know I, I kind of was watching um, you know this resistance here from the from the top. Um, okay. so if you anchor that vwap to the to the recent high, you could see how that was acting as as you know resistance on the way down, and that's incredibly. That's exactly how it played out. Um, so it bounced, you know, came up right into this resistance area here, um, and I went ahead and and took my profits. That was at four thirty nine. So um, nice. on the twenty six, yeah, that was one hundred and thirteen points. So that was, you know, it's hard to get in a market that's not extremely oversold and and getting this big uh, you know kind of bounce um, but yeah that was that was one where the volatility served its purpose uh, it, it it worked for me and in my favor
1: beautiful and um, I, I noticed that you're also using a moving average there in
2: confluence with the anchored vwap what is that right so you know I'm a, I'm a this when we were going out to the um, to the weekly that's the 40 week okay so that's basically on a daily chart that's your 200 mm-hmm. um you know same type of thing found support um you know and and when you, you i'm big on confluence so anytime you can find you know the the 200 day acting as support you had the the VWAP like we um you know showed there anytime you can get multiple levels um, you know, of supported just like up here where it acted as resistance, that's kind of where your, your, your signal is that, okay, it's time to take some profits. Um, you know, those, those areas of support, you could also see this goes back a little further. Uh, but that was a, a big area of volume too, mm-hmm. uh, when we, when we were looking at the volume by price. Um, so you kind of knew as you came into that area it was going to act as, as resistance um, and, you know, it's, it's counter trend, too, because as these moving averages are rolling over, uh, you want to be quick with taking profits. So if you do catch it, you know, off the bottom, you know, you're you're in a trade counter trend. Uh, you don't want to wear out. You're welcome. <laughs> well, what's interesting
1: here is this reminds me uh, a lot of the Bitcoin chart right now, which is way off topic. But the reason I say it is because if you connect a very loose trend line from the top of that trend where you started the VWAP to just general sloping down to connect those points, you also had a strong trend line resistance area there as well, which naturally, all of a sudden, you then have, you don't only have moving average sellers, you don't only have anchored VWAP sellers, but now you have trend line sellers as well. So it it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy with everybody seeing the same thing at once,
2: you can get those big moves quick. Yep. I added that trend line. I don't know if you're still on me. Can you see that trend line there? I added that. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um,
1: I, what, as far as as far as um, the weekly candle,
2: what is does uh, the weekly candle look like into next week? Is it pretty strong? So here's here's the thing with this. I was able to um, to come back in, <laughs> nice. so, and that was the best part of this. Is that you know a few days later we were back down. Um, you know, testing this area again, yep. I was able to come back in, do the same, basically the same trade. Um, we had some bad news. Um, you know, they they withheld their their guidance going forward, which we've seen so many have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was actually able to come back in in this area, grab it again. Um, and I actually just took profits on that one Thursday. But now if we can get a trend line break here and start moving our way up you know mm-hmm. maybe you can you know hold for a little longer term um it's it's just scary cuz you know this this kind of counter trend uh trying to trade on the long side but if you do come back and up through that trend line um you know get a a, a higher low and then over this level a higher high yeah maybe you can hold on to that one for for a little bit longer I'm curious. Do you mind anchoring the uh, volume profile
1: from that top candle? I'm just curious where most of those uh, people are holding uh, from from the reversal.
2: Oops.
1: Oh wow! Everywhere. So wow, yeah. there's really?
2: You kind of see we're kind of in that area right now of where yep. there's the most resistance. Um mm-hmm. so if you do those start to push up through that area, yeah, you've you've got some room up to th- you know to those prior highs and not a lot, li- you got a little volume window in there as well. So yeah, not, yeah. not a bad look on strength. So as far as as far as this goes, this was a trade. You got out and are you are you in no, shock? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I got out Thursday. I sold, uh, actually about 4 30. Um, so this, this here is one trade came back in, jumped back in again. Actually, I think it was this candle. Yeah. It was. And then we had the bad news and then I just sold right here on, on, th- on Thursday's candle. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm out of this, this one for now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh... I'll tell you, it's one I love. I love the company. You know, it's a, a huge monster growth numbers. Um, it's one of those that that arguably could still do well in this climate um, yep. you know, with so much of it linked to online retail. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think there's still a shot there. If I, If I really start to see it, you know, gain some upside, you know, momentum early next week, I wouldn't hesitate to jump right back in again. Love it. Uh, so, just to confirm, was this a common stock trade or
1: was this an options trade where you this played was only
2: stock? This was common stock.
1: Both, yep. both, ways. yep, just common. I mean, there was a while there where it didn't really. I mean, you really had to be on your game to to get a nice options trade when the VIX was crazy. So it it didn't really make sense to take on that extra risk when you could still get twenty percent on the the common stock price. So um, that's exactly what I did too. I I was trading options the first three months of uh, the year, and, and then things started getting funky. So that's when I really started to uh, kind of just look at going a little heavier in the common stock rather than um, necessarily uh, you know, playing the options and having to really focus on the implied volatility
2: and all that. So um, that you is you get so much right with that. You've got to get your... Your price right. You've got to get your time right. You've got to get your strike price right. And you've got to you've got to overcome that implied volatility as well. Oh,
1: it's a it's a brutal, uh, brutal enemy to go against. So, uh, well, awesome. That's uh, that's a great example, especially of using the Anchor View app, using those moving averages and trend lines together uh, to find confluence at the uh, at the upside. But, um, you know, that's the best trade. I wish we could all have the best trade. what's the
2: worst trade in this volatility that you had i i i mentioned um the other day that i had i had plenty to choose from unfortunately with the way the with the way the the market's been lately um, I gotta go with r n g though um man this was just just really a disappointing um a trade, and this is very recent. Uh, let me get the right moving average on here. So, so I guess the first question okay. I have yeah. is: Was
1: this trade was it a bad trade because you? uh you know didn't listen to your rules didn't listen to your plan or was it just a bad
2: trade because the technicals didn't follow through it was a little bit of everything it was mistakes on my side it was um and and as we go through it you'll you'll kind of see you know i it was one of the ones that was making highs while the market was still making lows which is what originally you know drew me to it mm-hmm. um I, I, you know when you've got your your watch list and you're seeing this making highs when almost everything is at the bottom, you know, gets your your attention. So I was watching this, you know, volume weighted average price here, and um, I'm a I'm a big you know 50 day moving average, 10 week moving average kind of guy. So you know, I saw it pull back here and kind of hold in here as support mm-hmm. um, that 10 week moving average, and and I wanted to do it similar. Trade to shop. I wanted it to come down and test this um, anchored VWAP down here, and 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 kind of grab it in here as it turned back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- what happened is it started to turn back up here and move back up uh, above that moving average. So that that's where I jumped in. I jumped in here, and I got I got in. And again, this is common stock at about two twelve. Even though I I wanted it down here, but I don't know. Back then, Zoom. The, the negative headlines were coming out with Zoom and Ring, they had just come out, Ring Central had just come out with headlines that they were moving into um, video. So, you know, kind of the timing of that with the Zoom, the bad news for Zoom and the, and the good news uh, with Ring, I thought, oh, man, yeah, it, it, that, that's good news. You know, their timing is perfect. Um, so I jumped in and it looked good. Um, we started to clear you know, the next day we started to clear this downtrending um anchored VWAP from the high. Uh-huh. And then I don't know what happened on this candle. <laughs> it just Unreal. completely went south. Ooh, that is um,
1: a solid, solid red candle.
2: Yeah, and and big volume with it. Uh there was no news, no specific news, you know, to Ring Central. The, um, you know, I had some other positions on too like that that were working, mm-hmm. so this was kind of the only one that day too that I was like, man, it is just it's it's, you know, not, and it was a it was one of those slow bleeds where you kind of come through the the anchored VWAP early in the session, then you kind of start to dance around you know the the moving average, and then that fails, and then honestly, I should have been out right there. I sh- I should have been out, you know right, just over 200. And what ends up happening is you see this a little lower and you see it coming down, kind of creeping down and you feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is where I originally wanted to get it. So maybe, you know, it's only one o'clock. I give it a little, you know, more room. Well, that's my mistake (laughs) because I didn't take this trade based off the anchored VWAP. I took it because it moved above my moving average. Yep. So if you come in for that reason, you need to get out for that reason.
1: Yep. Um, hey, that's a great point. Oh, my gosh. I wish you
2: told me that a few times in the last <laughs> month. <laughs> so, right, so you know what comes next. It just continues to bleed and bleed and bleed. And then, you know, I end up uh, taking my stop, and I, t- I take it down here further than than where I wanted to get out. I think I end up getting out. Um, it, no, I ended up getting out around 196, which, you know, is about – three four percent lower than than where i should have actually got out which is up here um that and then is course, just to rub it in and make it worse it gets see what it does the next day
1: oh my goodness. It
2: gets to where i originally wanted to take it which was on that anchored vwap and it explodes higher you know um but on decline volume and then thursday it gave it back again so um, you know, that was one of the lessons I think I learned from this one, too, is, you know, this action back here kind of tells you that that this isn't really ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you needed to see this action kind of calm down a little more, let things tighten up. It had a huge move from the bottom here. Um, wow. So, yeah, that and and just to rub it in, you know, it says, look, if you had waited. One day and done the original trade you planned on and that you had mapped out. Um, instead of getting aggressive on the news, you would have you would have done better.
1: And okay. makes sense, makes complete sense. Well, um, yeah. as as far as as far as you know, trading into anything right now, are you mostly trading the technicals and then just using the news to kind of uh, supplement? Uh, what direction that may may go? Because it seems like you did hear about some of the, the ring news with the video. Did that kind of play
2: a little bit of a role in there as well? You know, there's a little bit of both. Um, I was paying attention to that news just because it was so prominent with, with Zoom. It was everywhere. It was all over my feed. You know, everyone was talking about, you know, that news with Zoom. And I happened to just know that, hey, they came right into this. You know, this is the timing of this with, with that trade. Right now, though, I think, you know, you can throw the fundamentals pretty much out the window because it, there's just no clarity. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there is a lot of news driving this market, so you can't, you know, completely ignore it. Um, but yeah, the the technicals are, are really the driver right now because it honestly feels like it's the only thing you can trust. You know is is the price action yeah no absolutely and uh
1: i uh you know i i wish i could go over some of my bad trades just because i have uh quite a few um the whole my as i mentioned i think previously you know i i got really lucky in this whole thing right i i really felt like a badass i i our uh our marketing coordinator brad I've been trading with him a lot. He goes, Jake, you really need to cash out. I had done really well on options and I cashed out and, you know, locked in 300% on that account for the year. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Well, the money that I did keep in there, uh, kind of my my margin uh, that I still had to work with that I didn't care if I lost or not, you know, that that got blown out the window. So uh, maybe I'll go over that CGC trade. Uh, and this, this is another example, right? I did. I did exactly what you're not supposed to do. Whereas, you know, you have three or four trades that work perfectly and then you just automatically assume the next one's just going to be just like that. And when you've got these big status quo changes in the market, you have to realize that, you know, what you were, what you were winning on before isn't necessarily going to be a winning strategy during the turbulent time. So, um, Yeah, there's been there's I'm sure a lot of people have some uh, interesting things to talk about in their trades over the last month. But we really appreciate you coming on and and mentioning which, uh, you know, which ones were a good one, which ones were not so good. And uh, now going into segment three, let's talk about kind of the current market that we're we're in right now, which is absolutely um, kind of crazy simply because some people think we should be crashing right now. Some people think that, you know, the news is already priced in. And um, you know, in this segment, we're gonna just look at the broad market chart, see what the charts are telling us and try to, try to go from there. So um, some of the key notes, as always, we're gonna be touching on SPY, QQQ, IWM. Um, I'm gonna be going over the daily charts. Ben is gonna touch on the weekly charts so we get two different perspectives. And um, I'm also gonna go over the VIX. And I wanna go over the weekly VIX because as you can see on the screen, um, this is something that I just found today, and what I did was I started the VIX move from the very bottom in 2008. I measured the the, the start to the top, the top down to the bottom correction, and then the the move back up to right, to try to retest these highs. And I all I did was I copied this move and put it on today's chart, and you can see how close in the move we are. To 2008. Now, I'm not saying that the VIX is going to rip back up to 80, but notice how close we are to where we closed. To how close we were to where we bottomed out here. Um, we did not actually close this low in 2008. We just had the wick. But it's just very interesting to see, you know, how almost, you know, identical this move is. So um, I'll jump in first. I'm going to share my screen here. Um, We are going to look at the daily chart. As I mentioned, we've got a few things on SPY here. The main thing that I want to go over is the um, kind of areas that we were watching last week and see how those areas have now reacted or how prices reacted with those areas now. So the first thing that I want to mention is obviously we've been using this anchored volume by price from that February reversal. We used the Alpha Trends anchored VWAP at the very low Um, on March 23rd to get an idea of, you know, where we may catch a bid. And so last week we were talking about how the price was really respecting this area down here, this anchored VWAP. And what we can see what happened last week was just a perfect bounce once again off this anchored VWAP. And then notice we were mentioning the volume gap here. And remember, the volume gap is simply just an area where you don't have as much uh, supply above. So, you know, notice how the price was able to literally gap up right to this supply zone on uh, Tuesday, and then we pulled right back down, and look what we did. Initially, the 200-week simple moving average was resistance not only once, but then twice when we did have that big candle. And so naturally, as we gapped up into this supply, this previous resistance zone became support. And then the price was able to catch a bid right on this zone before going into supply once again into the uh, end of the week. And remember, these supply zones are simply telling us where there's shares distributed at different prices. So these big blocks of volume indicate supply levels if the price is below. Because if the price is below one of these areas, that means that somebody is holding at a loss because the price is lower than that big, this big block of volume. So as the price starts to go into this area, people start to break even. People start to say, all right, well, maybe I'm going to you know, not go all in and spy because I just had to deal with a 20% drawdown before I broke even. Those are your people that add to the supply. But as I mentioned in the weekend video, just because this is a supply zone does not mean that it's going to continue to be a supply zone. It just means as we enter it, we're going to possibly see some of those people start to add to the supply who bre- who broke even. Or some people may start to add to the supply because they're uh, taking profit from buying in the 240s. So um, going into next week, we'll have to see if this area breaks. If it does break, um, you know, we do have some uh some clear air above until we get to around 297. Um, we'll just have to see what happens there. Um, you know. The market is just so funky right now. You have to take every day at a time. Um, And uh, it's not like the market's always been predictable, but this is a time where it's just absolutely anybody's game. So um, that is the daily chart on SPY. The biggest thing that I want to note here is that break on the daily candle through the 200-week SMA. And I simply did this by just using the MTFA feature on the platform, being able to overlay that longer-term moving average Onto the shorter term chart to consolidate things. Going into the cues, um, one thing that I, one thing that I want to mention here on the cues is uh, we've got this area very similar to uh, spy. Remember, we anchored the VWAP from this March 23rd low. We caught a bid here. Notice that there was some confluence here, right? I really want to mention this because. Um, And I may sneak in oil real quick, USO, because of how similar this setup is. But um, notice what we've got here. We anchored the volume by price from February 19th because that was our reversal. We anchored the volume weighted average price from the bottom here for our support. Notice that there were so many shares holding here that the mixture of demand and then the mixture of this anchored VWAP created a very strong area of support. And then... Kind of like uh, SPY. We had this massive volume gap. There was really not a lot of shares holding up here. So as soon as the price gets into this uh, kind of, uh, what would I say, thin air, we, we can move up very quickly. Notice how we literally moved from 183 to 201 within two days because there was not a lot of supply above to keep the price from continuing to move up. And then notice we finally caught supply around this 200 level, which not only is a supply zone, but naturally it's a psychological level. 200 is just naturally something people look at as a price area, either to sell, buy, whatever. So you've got that kind of uh, distribution going on there the last few days. Um, The last thing I want to mention here, the trendspider gap snake did find this gap above. Um, That gap is way at 230. Um, That would be um, incredibly fascinating to see us get back up to this gap within, you know, any near term uh, date, especially because so many people are bearish right now. And you have to remember, the more people that that are bearish, Sometimes that's more fuel for the fire to just keep burning. Um, so, you know, I've seen this so many times where people are just so convinced the market is going to go down that, you know, it, it, it can't go down because there's too many people betting against it. And that's, I think, a little bit of what we're seeing today, um, or at least in the last week or so. So, um, you know, the gap above is one thing. Another thing that I want to mention here is this is not your typical, you know, market sell off, right? you generally think of tech, QQQ, your your tech companies to be the ones that are going to get hit the most. And in this case, notice that the Qs did actually not break down through their 200 week SMA like the S&P 500 did the SPY ETF. So that is something I wanted to mention. And notice, let's say that you were keeping an eye on the 200 week SMA, you can always right click and you can add that sensitivity. So you would have been able to capture possibly this uh, wick here, whereas you wouldn't have been able to capture it if you didn't add any sensitivity to that line. So um, that's just a mention about the alert platform, allowing you to add that margin of error around some of these zones you're watching. And um, and yeah, so uh, going into next week, you we do have three full days of closed pricing, uh, closed pricing. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. We had three days of daily closes and full bodies above the anchored VWAP here from this February 19th uh, reversal. So this is something that's also um, you know notable going into the week ahead. We clearly have buyers taking over above this, this VWAP, which was initial resistance. So um, the last one that I'm going to go over on the daily chart is IWM. I want to mention here on IWM something similar that I did on the Qs. We do have that big gap above, very similar to the Qs. Notice here, if we're looking at the 200-week SMA, we broke that baby the first week of March, whereas we didn't even break it on the Qs, and we barely broke it on SPY. So um, you can just see how much more sensitive IWM was to this sell-off relative to the longer-term moving averages than uh, SPY and the Qs. One thing I want to mention here, if we anchor the volume weighted average price um, from the top, notice that we gapped right up to it after breaking out of this kind of cup and handle zone. Um, You know, everybody's got a definition for patterns. Obviously, you've got your your true definitions from the CMT and that type of thing. But, you know, you can have these untraditional kind of cup and handles forming and you don't necessarily have to have the perfect uptrend pullback that you would necessarily most of the time in a textbook see with a cup and handle. Um, Patterns are meant to be kind of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Just uh, they're meant to be kind of uh, have some cushion. I guess that's the only way to say you, you, there's not always going to be a textbook setup in the market. You're not always going to have X, Y, and Z all lining up at the same time. And if you do, it's generally a trade that's probably going to break down because it's too perfect. So, um, my point here is you don't always have to have a traditional cup and handle. Um, you know, this did set up pretty nicely and then you did have your, you have your break above your, uh, your your line here that that acted as kind of your your lip of the cup and then uh and then you've got the anchored view app here acting as your next level but notice kind of what we saw on uh, the queues you don't have a lot of volume anymore until you really get up to this 148 area which is confluence with this uh this 200 week sma here so i mean to so to go from 123 to 147 in a short amount of time uh, would be fascinating. Um, you know, I w- I wouldn't be against it, but uh, I just don't know if it can happen that quick. But the more people that are bearish, sometimes the more fuel to that fire um, that you can have. So before I hand it off to Ben to do the weeklies, I am going to go over the VIX real quick on the weekly just to show you guys that chart um, a little more. Uh, a little more zoomed in, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, we we have two different setups here. We've got the the two thousand eight um, the two thousand eight move on the weekly chart. So let me zoom back here and pick that up. All right. So you'll see this here. This is two thousand eight VIX. And then this is today's VIX. So, you know, I I mentioned this in a in a group earlier today, and somebody's question was, uh, which was a fantastic question. Um, you know, two thousand eight and twenty twenty are two very different things, right? It's uh, one of them was a complete meltdown of the financial industry and the financial kind of plumbing of the world, and then this one is more of just an all out pretty much economies coming to a complete halt. So um, yes, 2008 versus today's reason for the move is very different, but that doesn't necessarily mean the pattern has to be different. So if you look here, you'll see something very interesting. As I mentioned, I simply just cloned this. So I just went like this and put it on today's VIX. And you'll see how similar this move is so far. I mean, we had the move up almost exactly identical we had the move down almost identical. So the question is, do we get this secondary little pop here? If I had to guess, I just think the market's too strong right now especially with this OPEC deal, but I could be 100% wrong. I don't I I've kind of gone to the strategy of going cash over the weekend just because um, you know, I'd rather have cash into Monday then be scrambling on Monday, trying to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do because the news is so much different from how we closed. Um, So, uh, you know, regardless, I don't really care which way the VIX goes, but this is something to note into next week. Um, Maybe a little fuel for the bears who, who think we are due for a a pullback. Um, So we'll just have to see what happens, but I did want to mention the weekly VIX here as uh, an area of interest. And uh, I will hand it off to you now, Ben, to, uh, to look at the weekly side of SPY, Q and IWM.
2: Thank you, Jake. I I think you did a great job there of just kind of, you know, laying out the the big picture there. Um, Looking at the SPY, you know, we're coming up on a big area or at least, you know, that's the way uh, I'm viewing it. If you scroll out a little bit, you can see um, you know, you have this anchored VWAP again coming coming back from uh, from January 2016. The bottom, it was support here. Um, I like to kind of then take that area as the next anchored VWAP. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier about creating kind of ribbons. I'll show more of that later. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're kind of getting into a important area here um, where we're at a 50% retrace, um, coming into a heavier volume area from the, you know, from the top, um, you have anchored VWAP here just above, you know, I I, I really feel like there's plenty of rom- momentum, like you were saying, there's a lot of momentum to push through this area. Um, but at the same time, it is, we've come a long way, um, you know, off bottom here in a very short period of time. So if there was an area that kind of made sense to stall a little bit or maybe a little sideways, you know, action and and digest this big gain, this kind of seems like, and I don't want to, you know, say it's, I mean, I know we closed kind of right on within, you know, 47 cents of the the 50% retrace, Um, but I like to think of this as an area, not a, you know, single price. Um, So we're coming into that area um, where it's really going to get interesting to see, you know, do we come back down a little bit and kind of consolidate, digest these gains, and then off we go higher. Um, Do we come in, you know, when you, when you, the VIX scenario, um, you know, that you laid out to kind of match that pattern, it does kind of make sense that we would come in here. Um, So yeah, going to be a, 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 an interesting week and hopefully um, hopefully, whatever answers we get, it's early and kind of uh, a, a quick so that we can, you know, react. And if, if we do see a lot of this kind of sideways choppy action, to mm-hmm. me, I think that favors the bulls. You know, that, that would be a bullish, um, you know, scenario considering how far we've come um, and how fast up brutally fast i mean bears didn't know what to do um (laughs) yeah they're still uh not quite sure what to do but you know there i do get you know that that this is a big area that they're pointing to you know this weekend so i i i would love to see a little sideways action here and let's keep the sentiment uh rather negative and and keep that put call ratio high um and, and, yeah, I think we'll build, uh, you know, the power to kind of push through this mm-hmm. um, for our next leg up. And, you know, that's where, you you know, you kind of come over to um, to the cues, which are, are the, way, the way you look at it, they're kind of a little bit ahead, um, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the S&P. Um, even though, you know, when you look at, at kind of the retracement, it's in the same area um, with a 50% retrace you know, it's right here. It's right there on the, um, you know, that's the 40 week moving average or the 200 uh, day moving average. I mean, we are right there ready to push through, you know, both if we, if we open, um, you know, on strength tomorrow. Um, so I, you know, I think you get, you got to really be open to both because this area here, it looked similar to where we are now with with the SPY. You know, the Qs were able to push through that. If you go back a week ago, you could say the same, you know, about the cues that, hey, we're right here into this area of resistance. Um, you know, you had the volume weighted average price going back, um, you know, from the the December low um, and it pushed right through. So if this is any indication uh, of what may be to come um, with the SPY, we're we're right there ready to 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 take the next leg in the spy that we already have taken, you know, with the, with the cues at the same time, we're right at that 50% retrace. We're right here at the 200 day um, or 40 week moving average. So it would make sense. And again, talking about that, maybe we just come in, maybe we come in a little bit in this area now access support Um, Mm -hmm. a little bit lower 192 or in that area. And then we, we bounce off. So um,
1: that would be the healthy thing to do. I mean, you don't,
2: you don't, you
1: don't want to see the V go too far up or then you're going to get a very strong move down. So if you get kind of this chop, like you said, that kind of allows the shares to distribute at the current prices and you'd really have to have something um, come out of left field to get people to sell um, at a loss from that area that they're starting to kind of accumulate at again. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I see a lot of people uh, hating on the uh, V recovery. So uh, we'll have to see if uh, <laughs> that if that stops. I, I'm looking at uh, the live chat. I think someone mentioned futures are down. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say I'm shocked by that um, just because, I mean, from an economics point of view, if you have higher oil prices, that adds to the costs of things rather than, you know, cheap oil is great right now. But you have to think. How what's the marginal kind of impact of, you know, consumers having a little more to spend versus half the world's oil companies going bankrupt because prices are so low. So it will be interesting to see what the uh, kind of what the push pull is there. But um, that, I just wanted to mention that because I just yeah, saw There it. really
2: is so much to to weigh out. Um, and, you know, those it's on a daily basis lately. Uh, yep. you know, those headlines are coming at you. Um, daily. So yeah, there really is a, a a lot to weigh out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, as far as IWM goes, what's interesting that you've got up here is the fact that IWM has not tested that anchored VWAP like the other uh, candles
2: did. Exactly. You, yeah, you, you drop further, you, you dropped harder. Um, the retracement where the other two are up here, you know, at a 50% retrace um, you know, it's still down here. Around 124. So yeah, there's it, it, still work to do here, um, you know. But late last week, and this came out very, very strong um, in the small caps. Late last week, mm-hmm. um, so you know, there's also there's a lot of room. Where's my? Let's uh, bring this over. There, there's a lot of room. Um, nice. You know, okay. there's yeah, you've got a lot of room in here. If I throw that gap snake on there, you'll see too. get the gap up here. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's room here. Um, if it's going to catch up like the others on the other hand, you know, like you said, it's been the weaker one. It didn't make new highs, you know, even going back into February when the others did, it was the first to really kind of cascade lower. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we are we are you, you you can make an argument really either way, you know, where where things sit. And it's just like this market on Thursday to close where it did so that everybody can uh, spend their their Easter and Passover holiday arguing <laughs> no, it right where I wanted it. The bulls are saying, yeah, this is right where. You know we're going to explode through this area and go higher, and, and the bears are saying, "No, nah, this is this is where we said you know you could retrace to." So uh, yeah, it well, makes interesting discussion at the family dinner. Well, the the fibs too. I mean, you know, not just the anchored view up
1: there, but the fib noticed that the weekly IWM only uh, weekly candle only got up to the thirty-eight point two percent retracement, whereas Q's and uh, spy got to the fifty percent. So
2: exactly. Um, that, that's interesting to see as well. Um, you know, we the- had some disconnect there last late last week, especially where the, the IWM was really outperforming, um, you know, the clues late in the week. So it's going to be interesting to see does the IWM play catch up, you know, and, and stay strong or, uh, you know, is, is this the fact that it hasn't really, um, you know, climbed as much as we saw with the the SPY and the QQQ, is it's still the laggard like it was off the top. So, yep. We'll
1: see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, well, uh,
2: that is,
1: uh, you know, a great view into the week ahead as far as not only the weekly, but, uh, you know, I, I much prefer the weekly perspective than the daily because the daily can just have so much, you know, iffiness to it. Um, so Let's let's jump into segment four here and let's go over some of the main charts that people mentioned this week, which uh, are uh, I was going to say Apple there, but uh, that is not Apple. That's American Airlines. We've got Tilray and we've got Amazon. Um, so what I'm going to do, kind of like what we just did, I'm going to go over these three charts. We're going to hand it off to Ben. And then we're going to call it a day so everyone can go hang out with their families on this holiday. So um, first things first, I'm going to um, jump in to American Airlines. And so um, on the monthly chart, yes, I'm on the monthly chart because this has been such a big move down. We really needed to go on a longer term perspective to see what the heck's going on. Something that absolutely is just fascinating to me is the fact that Uh, We anchored the volume by price from July 2009. That was pretty much the capitulation candle for all of the airlines. Notice what I did here, though. Notice that this March 2009 was actually your uh, kind of intra-month bottom here, which actually had a lower low than you had in July. But what I wanted to do here was I wanted to anchor because this was actually our lowest monthly open. So it's kind of a little bit of a different perspective there. I mean, if we move it from here to here, you're you're barely going to see any difference. It's just kind of a preference. Essentially, what we're doing here, we want to anchor from the 2009 capitulation point, whether that's your March or your July. It really doesn't matter from that sense. You're not changing the, the zones at all. But let's anchor it from this July 2009 month, and we'll see – Notice how quickly the price was able to drop from 26 down to $10 and even a little less than $10 because remember this is all about profits. So let's take $10 a share, right? Let's say that obviously this was your point of control, right? Remember the point of control is just your biggest candle. So since our volume by price candle at $10 was the farthest to the left, that means the most shares since 2009 are distributed at this $10 point. So remember, when we were trading way up here um, in uh, in March of 2018, when we were trading at $56, the per the average kind of person that was holding, i.e. the most shares, were holding at a 400% profit in an airline. That's insane. So naturally, as bad news starts to come out, the price is able to drop very quickly. And even when we were in January of 2020, which was before this even really started, people were still up 173% from where a majority of the volume was holding. So remember, when there's a ton of people holding profits, it's very easy for the price to drop, especially when you've got something happen like this, because everybody thinks at the same time. Holy crap. I'm up over a hundred percent profit on this. I'm just going to sell and take my profits. Enough people try to do that at the same time. You quickly see the price dropping. And if you see my, my mouse, you quickly see these profit margins going down. We were at 165% up here. We're only up 60%. So then all of a sudden all of these people are back to break even notice that, you know, the, the, profit bar here is pretty much zero and so what happens is all of those people that were taking profits they stop taking profits because they don't have any more profits they're back to break even so those people that were selling at a profit all of a sudden that supply dries up and you see this break even zone all of these people are back to break even supply starts to dry up demand starts to either remain constant or starts to increase again that's where your price will catch a bid. So um, that is American Airlines. Let's go into, um, I don't even remember what the other one was. Uh, Tilray. Uh, Tilray is going to be not on the weekly chart because uh, Ben's going to take a look at the weekly chart there. I'm going to look at the daily chart. and You'll see that we've got a pretty similar setup that we did across the board in other areas. And what I want to mention here is this kind of possibly being a laggard play, Remember, we did see this kind of cup and handle formation across the board in other plays. Now, notice that we're kind of halfway there. I'm not saying that this cup is going to act perfect. We could easily have a big red candle that breaks down through this easily tomorrow. But what's interesting is if we anchor the volume by price from this, uh, this kind of dead cap bounce here. And remember, you don't always have to anchor from the very top. Sometimes you have this pullback. You've got to retest, and so a lot of people got trapped here. So a lot of people probably probably went long when they you know somebody was coming in and shorting this. So this can just as well be an area to anchor from too. Um, if we anchor from this point rather than this uh, point here, notice that your demand zone, your and I don't even want to call this demand zone. I call this kind of like a break even zone. Notice that. Um, You know, the 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 point of control is the same, regardless if we started from January 21st or February 20th. We've still got a majority of that volume holding here, which tells me that most people capitulated on this drop and then kind of reset. And now this is where, you know, the new holders are forming a base. So not only do we have this kind of cup forming, we've got a lot of volume holding within this cup. So, if the price did start to drop, all of a sudden, all of these people that are holding at this "quote unquote" demand zone, um, and the reason I'm calling it a demand zone is because the price is technically a little above it. So, anybody you know um, that was buying here is now break even again. It's kind of the same exact thing as the sell side: price pulls back, people break even, supply dries up. Um, so, it will be interesting to see if. People come back in, start to buy this up as there's been a little bit of a pullback. If we anchor the uh, the VWAP from this area, notice that we're trading right at the anchored VWAP as well as the demand zone. So you do have that confluence. Um, what I do want to mention here is uh, USO as well. I did mention that if we had time, I'd try to add this to the, uh, the list because this is really important. Remember what we were looking at on... Uh, the queues, right? Remember we had the anchored view app and then we had all of that volume holding as a demand zone. So, you know, this is literally pretty much exactly um, what we had on the queues about a week ago. We had these three candles holding the anchored view app. We had all of this demand zone. So it will be interesting to see if we bounce hard off this confluence of anchored view app and anchored volume by price point of control And we'll have to see if we get back to test this uh, anchored view app from the February 20th uh, high. Remember, as I mentioned in the video this weekend as well, just because we anchored the volume by price on February 19th on spy and the queues, we did that because that was the reversal point. That was the highest point before we rolled over. February 20th was the highest point before we rolled over on USO. And so that's why I'm anchoring it from that point rather than the 19th. So remember you don't anchor every point the same on every chart. You have to anchor it from those status quo points. And some charts are going to have a slightly different status quo um, reversal point than, let's say, a different stock. So um, just wanted to mention the confluence here. It is really interesting to see the fact that, you know, we, we have the same exact setup as we just went over on Q's a week ago. So it'll be really cool to see if we do get a bounce off this area. Um, I haven't looked at crude futures so I'm not sure where those are Um, but we will go into Amazon so I can hand this over to Ben to finish it off for us. Amazon is one of those ones that is really being a leader right now. Um, If you look at a lot of the charts right now you'll see this kind of inverse head and shoulders forming. And uh, what's interesting here is you actually, you know, have this breakout that you don't have in other spots yet. So I'm just going to mention this, right? We've got the gap starting to fill here. We've got, you know, this inverse head and shoulders, and then we've got a lot of that volume creating a base here for the price to to move up through that right shoulder. And so if you look at a stock like Nvidia, we literally almost have the same exact setup except it's lagging a little bit. So, you know, the question becomes is this lagging amazon even though they're nowhere near in the same industry or anything but you've literally got the same exact formation here that you had on amazon last week so is you know this market is all about finding the laggard it's about finding a pattern seeing that it materialized and then going out and trying to find a stock that has the same pattern but hasn't materialized yet so you know that's what i did on oil last week i made a horrible trade on marathon oil I got stopped out. But then I went back into the oil patch and I tried to look for a stock that had not made that move yet. And that's where I found my friend CHK. Um, You know, That bankrupt piece of crap does not mean that you can't trade it. There was a great trade on that. It was a lagging trade. There was a huge short squeeze on Thursday because of the um, initial oil spike. And you just play it like that. So trying to find these laggards is something that can really give you an edge in the market right now. So that's all I wanted to mention. I wanted to just show the fact that Amazon had already broken through this uh, kind of shoulder line, whereas NVIDIA has not broken through it yet. But we still have that really strong volume base here forming. And so we'll have to see if this pulls an Amazon into next week. Um, ben, I'm going to hand it back off to you. And uh, let's see uh, let's see what uh, these look like on a different time frame.
2: I thought uh you really did a fantastic job with American Airlines. I don't even know that there's much more I can add uh with this one. Uh you you, you covered that one well. Thank uh, you. Very excellent work there. But I, I do I do actually want to go come over to Tilray. Um and I, you know, a lot of times when I see this kind of um pattern where we're just kind of bleeding lower. There's not a whole lot of history here too so you can't you know go back um you know much further i like to come in and come from that top and throw the anchored vwap on there and you can kind of see that it's tagged there a few times and you have um you know some it's acted as resistance so then you can come on and i i I call these these vwap ribbons um, you throw on where the next one tags, and you throw where maybe there was uh, earnings or there was some news. Um, so I like to to have kind of a, um, and they, they do end up looking like like ribbons, mm-hmm. and they tend to act you know as resistance. So you can see how many times you know it it tags these areas, you know on the way down, um, and you end up having these layers. You know of of resistance. So if you come, you know to to most recently um, where we kind of had the the breakdown, you can see that we kind of closed, you know, right there. And if you also add one, you know, off the bottom, it all this pattern kind of makes sense as to what's happening right here now, trying to form, um, you know, a bottom and maybe start to make that turn. You've got big volume coming in. Um we're actually, you know, back above the um weighted average price from off of the bottom here. Um and and you know right there with um you know ready to to maybe push through the anchored VWAP from where we uh really started to see the decline. So yeah very interesting spot right here. This one gets on my radar now. Um it's a just because of where it's at. You kind of have that squeeze that you had on spy
1: last, uh, the last, you know, from that same point where you anchor it from the top reversal point, you anchor it from the bottom, you see those areas squeezing together and generally exactly. a pretty nice little pop either to the upside or the downside. If I were gonna guess, based on how much volume that's holding in this area. That's gotcha. your clue
2: right there, right? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rip. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. And when you see that kind of volume, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you want to lean bullish there and, and, you know, it's, it's, what's so great about these anchored view apps too, is it gives you such a specific price, uh, to get, you know, your entry can really be your exit. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about managing risk and especially tightly managing risk, it doesn't get any better than that to have your, um, you know, your entry be the same spot you exit. So if we do push above, yeah, that's that's about as good as it gets from a, you know, risk reward perspective. Absolutely.
1: No, I think uh, I think marijuana stocks are definitely on my radar as well this
2: week. Um, they yeah, just- you, look at, you look at CGC, you look at a few of the other ones, they all look similar. Mm-hmm. You know, even MJ, you know, they they all look very similar. What should,
1: do you have uh do you mind pulling up CGC real quick? I'm just curious what the I haven't looked at the weekly chart if it's. Uh, yeah, it's kind of chilling there. Uh, You've got, you've got kind of just that consolidation. You've got that huge volume above at 19. You yep. know, a lot of the time the price likes to act as a magnet to to those big blocks above because that's kind of where your point of control is. So um notice how the Anchored View app is in confluence right with that big block above.
2: Yep. And I think if you get, you know, if they all move together, you'll start to see that, you know, price move right into that area and that kind of. You know, target on that one, but yeah, I th- yeah. Uh, that that group is going to be interesting in the in the short term here. And then we had uh, Amazon too, right? So Amazon, yeah. And you know, a lot. It'll probably all end up going hand in hand with with what the big picture view of of you know what we went over with the spy and the QQQ. But I, Amazon looks great here um look at that
1: then, it's leading the pack in on the gap zone remember we're talking about yep. all these gaps above Amazon's the one filling it already so maybe these gaps above are possible in the next couple of
2: weeks <laughs> yeah you're already there um with amazon you know i was talking with followers too as i take my dog for a walk and in the neighborhood what do i see the most right now when it's garbage day it's amazon boxes they're <laughs> they're in every driveway you know, everybody's yep. getting those deliveries right now. Nobody wants to go out, or or can go out. So yeah, Amazon. This this chart actually makes sense to me. You know, with the with the big picture of what's going on, and like you said, you have a a basing area here where there's you know a lot of a lot of volume, um, and and now you're kind of you know pushing through this resistance. Um, so yeah, that that looks good. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. And it, we're right at that previous area of resistance too, that you kind of have showed there. So yeah. that, that's, that's yeah. kind of another area that, you know, if that breaks, then I think that gap is, is dying to fill. Agreed.
2: So Completely agree.
1: We'll, we'll have to see what happens, but um, thank you so much, Ben, for, for sharing your charts. We'll uh, we'll switch over to my chart to end the session for tonight. Um, I did want to, um, mention one more thing before we go. Um, so the last thing that I want to mention here is Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin has been something uh, I've, I've seen quite a bit over the last um, uh, few days, people asking about it, and it's just getting some, um, some action over the weekend. Uh, so let me just pull, pull this up. This is something that's pretty cool. And this goes back to the confluence thing. And uh, remember at the beginning of the uh, show, I was telling Ben, you know, this, that kind of looks like the Bitcoin chart. And I know Ben can't see this chart. So Ben, essentially, I'm just going to show the weekly chart and kind of that confluence that we've got very similar to the one that you had on, uh, I think it was shop. And so same thing we've got, uh, in this case, I'm going to use the SMA 50. Um, And what you've got here is literally very similar to shop, right? We've got the anchored VWAP acting as resistance. And the anchored VWAP is actually kind of what created this trend line. It just the price respecting the VWAP actually created a trend line from it. So what you have here is you've got a couple different things, right? One, you've got the anchored VWAP from the reversal. Notice how price has literally respected that since April 1st almost perfectly. And so what you've had here is you've had the, um, the price action supporting uh, sorry, the Anchored View app supporting price at the uh, the uh, around 6700 area. We tried to break through. We hit this trendline resistance. But remember, everybody, this is not just trendline resistance now. This is also SMA 50 resistance. So the more people that come in and participate, the more self-fulfilling prophecies you're going to get. So, you know, you you get your trendline sellers, you get your moving average sellers, you get X, you know, maybe you've got a a 30-minute MACD cross down in confluence with that. This creates the market. These areas essentially make the market in the short term. So naturally, you know, what we also want to do is we want to anchor the volume by price from where we anchored the anchored VWAP. And what you'll see is we had that huge rejection at this resistance level. But notice what happens afterwards. We've got a very strong area of support, not only this anchored view app, but notice how many shares are also holding here, creating this demand zone. So, you know, this is just an example of using multiple indicators gives you an edge because it allows you to see what other people are trading. So, you know, just because you don't use the SMA 50, you may want to know where the SMA 50 is because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and a lot of people use it. And so you want to know what the overall market is selling. Are they selling because of moving average resistance? Are they selling trendline resistance? Are they buying because the RSI just crossed through 30 and the MACD crossed up? These are all things they have to remember that the market participants, the more participants from different areas of technical analysis, or even people coming in for a fundamental reason, is the reason the market is made. Those buyers and sellers create the price They create equilibrium prices simply from the demand and supply from both parties. And that's that's why you have these moves. And so um, just wanted to mention that on Bitcoin, because I know we do have some crypto traders that uh, pop in from from time to time. But um, that is our event for tonight. Um, You know, a massive, massive thank you for Ben coming on on this holiday um, Sunday for those that um, are either celebrating, uh, you know, Easter or Passover, whatever you're celebrating or celebrating this weekend. Thank you so much for taking your time to uh, jump in and, and listen in on today's podcast. And Ben, uh, founder of PatternProfits.net, His Twitter handle is at pattern profits. And I got to admit, um, just from working with Ben and talking to him often, I can definitely call Ben a friend at this point. And uh, really thank you so much for jumping on and, and being a guest tonight.
0: Hey, before you go, make sure you head on over to TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com to get your discounts, and I'm even going to throw in some extra bonuses worth over $100 to incentivize you to take your free trial of TrendSpider today. And the only place to get these discounts and free bonuses is at TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investor's and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10 StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives.